0: Welcome to Growth Group Audio Support for Sunday, January 24th, 2016, week number three of our winter quarter. This week is Baptism Sunday, and we'll have a special message entitled, Death to Life. Hey Tim, how are you? I'm good, Jeff. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing really well, just uh, as you heard in the... Little intro there, a little bumper. We've got a baptism Sunday coming up. Looking forward to that. And I think we have our first baptisms at our uh, South Campus, don't we? Yeah, we're super excited about that. So, baptism
1: Sundays are the best. Uh, I'm assuming most of our shepherds have experienced that. But you may have new people uh, to our church in. Your growth groups this winter, and this may be their first baptism here at Grace. And so, I think the way we do baptisms here at Grace is is awesome. I mm-hmm. think we're we've built a really solid tradition yeah, um, I that I think really just uh, highlights the gospel, highlights uh, what Jesus is doing in the lives of real people. Um, it's a celebration for the church, so I love it. Um, and so this is going to be a chance for you to process to, that together as a growth group. And um, perhaps there's there's some again there's some new people in you in our winter growth groups that um, that haven't experienced it before. So we want to just take time to do that. So yeah, I, I, I'm a super excited, super uh, jazzed about. Mm-hmm. Um, our first baptism at Grace Five Cities. We bought this portable baptism pool. Yeah, what's pool. that, what's that like? Man, It's been it's been a process to get ready. Um, part of that has been compounded by the fact that uh, Ben Collins, our campus pastor down there, has been in babyland with yeah, the birth right. of his first son. So we've been kind of working around um, that just a little bit. But yeah, we have four people being baptized down there, uh, seven here, four down there. So That's eleven. Exciting. That's a bigger baptism than we could do on one campus on a morning. So um, super excited about that and we're, we're crossing a one more threshold down there
0: and um yeah it's gonna be great it's one of my favorite times of our church life and i think it's just it's so it's one of our biggest i would say intergenerational pieces you know when we've got the pastors in their tub we've got some kids that come in we've got mm-hmm. you know some older adults that are getting baptized and then we've got everybody in the sanctuary there uh watching and witnessing and hearing their testimony i just think it's uh it's just great and every every time we do it Yep. I love it too. So today, we're going to start today, uh, not quite a training per se, but an article that our staff came across this week that we were kind of bouncing, passing around through email and um, kind of enjoyed And a couple of comments were, oh, that's kind of a sobering article. And it was just a, a good reminder for us, uh, a rejuvenator and just an affirmation of what we're doing here at Grace that uh, Pastor Tim and I thought we'd talk through for a moment uh, this article. Uh, it's by Al Moller, president of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, probably one of the same one of the leading evangelicals does a, a daily podcast called The Briefing as well. You could find if you like this article that we'll send to you. But I love I love God. how
1: our staff spurs one another on with just stuff we're seeing and reading. And I feel like we have a really good vibe. In I that. think it's
0: fun. I love getting email like, oh, check this out. I thought it was good. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Really and so good. you
1: found this article for us. You're not taking credit for it, but I want to give you credit yeah, that thanks. you you flagged this article for us. And I loved it that you sent it on to our staff. I think it was a great challenge. Like, hey, we want to be about this, you know, there is a, a famine in the land in terms of biblical uh, literacy, and um, there 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 is a scandal. I think. I think uh, this highlighted a very real issue, and really, I, and so I think you were spurring our team on, like, "Hey, let's not let's l- let's make sure this is not true of our church." Right.
0: It is us, but let's also reaffirm it again and, and stick yeah. with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I love I love this statement. Um, which was part of the subtitle. So the title of the article was The Scandal of B- Biblical Illiteracy. It's Our Problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the subtitle was We Will Not Believe More Than We Know and We Will Not Live Higher Than Our Beliefs. Right. And I, man, that just grabbed me. I think that's exactly right. So um, we need to teach uh, the scriptures and we're, we're really committed to doing that uh, as a church. That's one of the reasons why we're, we're committed to... Um, Expository preaching and this is our growth group stuff. So we want to talk about that. But but um, why don't you highlight a few statistics? Real yeah, yeah. That so made us laugh and really we challenged. Saw this
0: at the beginning. We're like, so Barna just did a new study um, that talked about Christians and non-Christians. But one one comment was many Christians can't identify more than two or three of the disciples. And then they got us some statistics from Barna about just Americans in general, which probably contains some Christians, maybe some not. But sixty percent of Americans can't uh, even name five of the ten. Commandments. There was one that said uh, 82% of Americans believe, uh, quote, God helps those who help themselves is a Bible verse. How about this one? 12% of adults believe that Joan of Arc was Noah's wife. <laughs> I don't know if that's the, the Ark. maybe. I don't it's know crazy. what that is. But uh, another one said, "Over 50, this is wild, over 50% thought that Sodom and Gomorrah were a husband and wife. Not uh, a couple cities, but a husband and, and wife. So
1: Fewer than half of all adults can name the four
0: Gospels. Yeah was that yeah that's yeah, another
1: one and um uh, a considerable number of respondents to one poll, I don't know how many that is, indicated that the Sermon on the Mount was preached by Billy Graham.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> and uh,
1: Mueller Where was comments, was that mount? we are in <laughs> big trouble.
0: <laughs> so that that really caught our attention. I think that was what some of our staff responded by email. Oh, that is sobering. That is sobering. Everybody kind of saw that. And, you know, it was just a good reminder that goes back to that initial quote is, you know, if we don't know it, number one, we can't believe it. And if we can't know it and then believe it and Our heart, we're probably not going to live out of it, and not going to live higher than our beliefs. And so, how do you think? Let me ask you a little follow-up question. How does that impact us as a church? And how are we then, like, you know, affirming what we do, but also recommitting even as we hear kind of this?
1: Yeah. So I just want want our growth group shepherds. You know, we we our church is designed in a particular way, and in many ways to combat. Biblical illiteracy. And you may not always think about that. You may not recognize that. You may, you, you may not, you know, you're, you're, you're in the water here. <laughs> so you may not be thinking about uh, our intentionality as uh-huh. a church. And I think it's, this, this article gives us an opportunity to highlight that. And I think double down on yeah, what right. we do. You, good, for you as shepherds to double down with us in terms of the way our church is designed and some of the things we're trying to do. So so let me just highlight a, f- a few of our systems, a few great. of yeah. our processes. So... Um, You know, we, I mentioned it at the beginning of last week's message, we're committed to a systematic approach to the Bible or an expository model here at Grace. So what does that mean? We're committed to preaching verse by verse, you know, paragraph by paragraph, uh, you know, Chapter by chapter, book by book, or in the case of our Route sixty six series, you know, um, book by book. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, what, it, what? Why is that? Well, that 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 approach to the Scriptures um, instills a biblical literacy. Uh-huh. We're teaching people how to read, how to study, how to understand their Bibles. Think is the author in the context, yeah. Think, think of that. the author rather than cutting it up and slicing it up and you know ripping verses and biblical principles from their context. Again, there's a time and a place for that sure. to look at topics. Um, But but by and large, the meat and potatoes of what we do is studying scripture in its context. Mm -hmm. And we just believe in that because it builds a biblical literacy. It 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 takes us deeper. It you know, just this meat and potatoes, vegetables on the plate sort of approach to the Bible builds a biblical literacy. Mm-hmm. OK, so on top of that, we're committed to actually taking that Sunday message, which is a systematic approach to God's word. And we're committed to talking it out mm-hmm. um, in small groups Um and then, you know, hopefully that leads to a living it out. And then we also, in every week, we include a family focus, which right. is intended to push this to the family level. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we're doing everything we can. Our ministry is designed in such a way to promote and instruct a biblical literacy. So, you know, th- this relates to this statement, we will not believe more than we know. Well, they're not going to know more than we teach, and so we're trying right. to teach yeah. it so that people will be- so that people. Will know it and so that they'll believe it and and then so they'll live it they'll they'll live it and so our ministry is designed for this purpose mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, I want our staff to know that that's why we do what we do I want um, our growth group shepherds to know that and ultimately uh, I think we have to be explicit in helping our people understand that mm-hmm. so I'll probably be referencing the article in a in a week to come but um I think it's I think it's helpful for yeah. for our shepherds to to be aware of that to be to know that mm-hmm. um, you know what we do is not haphazard as a ministry it's super super intentional and that's not to toot our own horn that's just to remind ourselves that we're trying to be as inten- as intentional as we can be mm-hmm. I love it because a lot of this is happening in other places too I love mm-hmm. it that we have a a systematic uh, a seminar a systematic theology seminar right. you know uh, a doctrine seminar that's that's i love it i love it that that's a placeholder in our uh ministry yeah, menu yeah uh,
0: one that's been ongoing yeah, yeah for a long time
1: and so maybe you maybe maybe you are as alarmed as we are about biblical illiteracy. And maybe, as we've said some of these things, you kind of go, whoa, I don't know the Ten Commandments. I thought Joan of Arc was... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) We hope that's not the case. But if it is, hey, there's opportunities here at Grace for you to go a little deeper. Mm -hmm. We want to encourage you to... Uh, attend our doctrine seminar. You know that's a worthwhile investment for you. We want you shepherds to to go a little be, d- bit deeper, go a little bit further. Our um, podcast.
0: I mean, that's why our, we do our podcast. Yeah. So
1: yeah, t- talk about
0: that. Well, yeah. I mean, th- so we, as we talk about the uh, the idea of growing in biblical knowledge and being literate, so that we can grow and 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 sh- and lead others in that part of your role as a shepherd is to be part of that. You're kind of ours. Yeah. We talk about a shepherd. You are shepherding your people, and so at least having a you know a little. Uh, more insight, a little more maybe knowledge on where we're, Tim's heading with the passage gives you that ability to feed which we're called to do, feed the sheep and so um, you listening to this podcast week in and week out, if we and you know, when we walk through these questions, gives you just a bit more, just a little leg up, not because you want to know more or, or hold it over somebody but so that you can offer to them and see them grow too and, and, and feed uh, those uh, in your little mini flock there, so to speak.
1: That's great. I lead a uh, Thursday men's study which is, um, you know, we, we read good books Together right now, we've just embarked on a study of Augustine's Confessions, wow. <laughs> which um, is terrific. Most sad, sad to say, most Christian men in our church have not read Augustine's Confessions, and you know, we we debated. There's a group of facilitators for the group now, and we've debated. You know, should we do this? Is this too too deep? Is yeah. it you know? And, and we we kind of just looked at one another and said, we hope we don't lose guys. We hope that they'll go on us, go with us on the journey, yeah. and we need to do this just. For the sake of just not settling for the lowest common denominator, and let's stretch ourselves. And so, we've actually picked up men oh, good. Uh, this this quarter, and uh, seeing some new faces, and we think that's great. So, great. Uh, that's an opportunity for uh, men in our church. For some of our shepherds to jump into, you're invited, it's open, we encourage you to join us, and uh, this is what we want to be about as, as a church. We don't want to settle just for the shallow, but we want to be willing to, to go for it and go a little deeper, and mm-hmm. and we think that what's at stake here is generational stuff. Yeah. Um,
0: disciples that, making disciples. For, for sure. I mean, that's what sure. it is. For sure. For so. sure. Yeah. Well, thanks, Tim. As I said, I will link this article in your uh, shepherd's email, too, so you can see it and take a look at it. And why don't you tell us where we will be heading uh, this Sunday uh, with our message? Got baptism.
1: Yeah, so um, we are, you know, I've titled the message Death to Life. It, perhaps you've seen our new uh, t-shirts, baptism t-shirts. We've changed things up a little bit with baptism, kind of getting away from the old robes and trying these new t-shirts. And yeah, they fun. look great. Yeah, we think so too. And so Death to Life uh, is what we put on our t-shirt. And it just so happens that next week in our Route 66 series, we will be... Uh, looking at the book of Ephesians, so I thought, oh, I'm just going to take an Ephesians text and talk about it. It's one of my favorite texts, Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, and it actually describes this, this idea that uh, it, it reminds us that this is what happens to us, that God is in the business of taking dead sinners and uh, bringing them to, to spiritual life, uh, and so this this text describes that and i thought oh this is just a terrific opportunity to highlight that theme on our shirts and talk about this this gospel truth so Uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to spend a little time. I'll I'll just pull out a few things from this text. And so our growth group questions are sort of designed to throw you back into that text as well as um, just talk about baptism in general, your own experience, tell your baptism stories. Hopefully, um, I think my hope is that our growth groups are really a challenge to those maybe who haven't taken this next step of baptism. That's good. That's good. And so I think the, the questions sort of bring that out and hopefully move you along as a group.
0: That's a great idea. All right, let's do some questions connecting together in this third week of Winter Growth Groups. Take some time to share your lives together, studying God's word together. Question one, how did you experience Sunday's baptism service? What's the value of celebrating baptism as part of our worship service on a Sunday morning?
1: So really the intent of this question is, you know, we we really, again, we've we've tried to make much of baptism, celebrate it big in our church. Um, We could say, you know, and we often have requests, hey, can we have a baptism at at the done at the beach. And there's nothing wrong with that. We don't do that as a church, mostly because we feel like that would... Undermine this great tradition that mm-hmm. we've established. This great celebration. Um, you know, we'd we'd have way fewer people actually head down to the beach. Um, it would be hard to hear. <laughs> um, you know, again, there's nothing wrong with that. There would be other strengths to that. That would yeah. really be out in the community. There would be a statement in that. But we've just we've just developed this great tradition. So this question is is meant to get you talking about the strength of what we do, mm-hmm. and. Um, and really, the value of doing it together, making making much of making baptism. much of
0: it with the most of that largest amount of people we broth, get together yeah. for me is. We, the, we, we a win. believe that's
1: valuable for yeah. all. We believe that's valuable for those who are being baptized. You know, they are in front of our church saying, "Hey, I'm going for it. I'm following Jesus. This is important to me." Uh, they're proclaiming their faith. It's also valuable for the hundreds of people who experience it, yeah. because. Um, they're they're just it just reminds us of what this thing is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it challenges our own faith to see others talking about theirs. We yep. think that's really really valuable.
0: Question two: Read Ephesians two one through ten. How does this passage relate to baptism? How does this passage make it clear that baptism is not a work that saves us?
1: Yeah, so this is this is a well known passage. You know, it first reminds us of. Um, our dead condition; that right. we're dead in our trespasses and sins, and really by nature. Verse four reminds us: by nature, we're children of wrath. In other words, that we are we deserve God's judgment. Um, verse five says, "But God, being rich in mercy, because of His great love with which He loved us, made us alive together with Christ mm-hmm. when we were dead. He made us alive, and then and then that um, very famous passage, yeah. uh, you know." It's by grace that we've been saved, not not of ourselves, it's a gift of God, Uh, it's not of works that no one should boast. And then verse 10 reminds us that we've been created in Christ Jesus for good works. So I just love it. There's just this progression. Yeah, progression. uh, A text we should be familiar with, that we should come back to, and we want to do that this week. And so um, I I just think this just highlights that salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. You know, it's really a great follow-up to our Galatians study. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it is. We see these. And prep for
0: Ephesians next week.
1: Yeah, so I just thought, oh, let's Let's, let's camp here. Um, so, baptism is not a work. It's an expression of our faith. Right. It's a picture of what has happened to us, a picture of the gospel. But we are not saved by baptism. And we, we do want to make that clear, that this is not a saving right. This is not a work by which we're saved. And so, I think that's clear in the text, which makes explicit that this thing is by grace through faith.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, question three. In Ephesians 2, 1-10, what have we we've been saved from? How are we saved and by whom and what are we saved for?
1: Yeah, so this will be. I may. I, this is maybe may the direction I go. I'll have about 15 minutes on Sunday. So, um, but I, I. It just pops. I think from the text. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been we've been saved from death, from a spiritual deadness. We've been saved from the wrath of God. Right. Uh, so, in in one sense, we are saved from God, from the the just judgment of God that we deserve. Um, how are we saved, and by by whom? We're really the the, the text makes this so clear. But God. Yeah. Uh, God is the one who um, accomplishes accomplishes our uh, uh, accomplishes our salvation and in fact gives us uh, grace, gives us the gift of faith. You know, mm-hmm. there's some debate over that. Uh, and this not of ourselves. What does this? Right. Not, what does, does this refer, refer, to, refer to, to? Does it refer to faith? Does it refer to grace? Does it refer to our salvation? I think it refers to all three. Yeah, it's all inclusive, um, and I think verse five makes that clear. But God. Mm -hmm. When we were dead in our trespasses and sins, God has made us alive together with him. So God is the one who brings us to new spiritual life. He's the one, he's the agent of regeneration. So from
0: God by God. That's right.
1: That's right. Yeah. So we're saved, you know, and you know where I'm going and you're leading me there, right? So we've been saved. That's my job sometimes. Yeah. From God, (laughs) from God's wrath. From the just judgment of God, we're saved by God. Right. Uh, God is the one who does this and it, it imparts um, all of salvation's gifts and grace. And ultimately, we're saved for, for God. God yeah. Right? Uh, we've been. We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Mm-hmm. And so, we're saved um, for God, but also for uh, for living out our faith in this world. We're saved for good works. Hmm. Um, uh, and, and we're meant to to show um, this great
0: salvation to a, to a watching world. So I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. All right, question four. Here at Grace, while we practice believer's baptism, we recognize and accept that some were baptized as infants and believe that's sufficient for them. If you've been baptized, share your baptism story. What led you to that next step? And has it been a significant marker in your journey of faith?
1: we hope it has yeah, um, you know definitely. we hope it's just as you look back on it no matter how old you are no matter when you were baptized hopefully you look back on it as one of many next steps like mm-hmm. hey you know this was a this was a marker in my faith i think it is that for most of us and and i think that's the power of baptism i think that's why god gives us and commands why why jesus commands that we be baptized because we need markers yeah we need <clears throat> We need these moments in our faith where we take next steps. And so I think baptism is intended by God to be one of those. Hopefully it is that for you. And we think there's great value in telling our stories. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's great precedent, you know, Uh, biblical precedent for that. We see Paul telling his story repeatedly. So this is a chance for us to tell our baptism story, that that one chapter in a um, longer story of faith, and uh, we want to take advantage of doing that. Um, Even as we see people going for it on Sunday, it's a chance for us to remember that, remember God's faithfulness in our lives, the, the steps we've taken in following him, So um, do that. Take advantage of that. Set that up, shepherds, and go for that. Maybe lead out with your own story. Be Be cognizant of the fact, and this is really where the next question goes, that there may be some in your group who haven't yet taken this step of baptism, but they need to. We want Mm -hmm. to encourage them. We don't want them to feel... Um, guilty or uh, too uncomfortable, but we do want to spur one another on to love and good deeds. Right. And so f- try and find that balance. Be be careful in that. Um, we don't want to beat up on people. We want to provide an environment where they're challenged and encouraged and spurred on to take a next, next step, mm-hmm. really in their own faith, not because... Everybody else is doing it. We don't want it to be this pressure situation. So uh, help us in that. What yeah. do you think?
0: I think it's great. And I think, you know, and if you've used question two already and four, where we, we talk about it not being a work mm-hmm. and then we, we exercise believer's baptism, I think that sort of disarms it, that this is, we're not, you know, if you haven't baptized it, it allows somebody to speak up and say, well, it doesn't mean we don't think you're not a disciple of Christ. It mm-hmm. just is, you know, a next step of obedience, a next step of really taking a hold and grabbing yeah. the blessing that it is for you and the church too, rather yeah. than yeah. shame, is, shame or know, something.
1: Yeah. We don't want to shame people into it. At the same time, you know, Ephesians 2, Ten, we're created in Christ Jesus for good works, and this is one of the, the one of the works that's commanded right. of us in response to God's grace. Not a you know, uh, I'm, I'm accepted, therefore I obey. Not I yeah, obey, yeah, obey, yeah. obey, therefore, yeah. therefore, therefore. Maybe we should even show the circles again this week. Um, hey, yeah, good. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, let's create that spirit in our growth groups together,
0: uh, and. I think this is again a way for us to encourage one another, which leads to that question five. If you've not been baptized, share your thoughts on baptism. What's holding you back from obeying the command of Jesus? And you've referenced Matthew 28, 18 through twenty. There, a great commission.
1: Yeah, yeah. So this is just again. I want to we want to be bold and 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 create a, a safe environment mm-hmm. where people can say, here's where I'm at. Here's where I haven't. I was baptized as an infant. I'm th- I'm thinking about this now. You know, just leave room for people's process. Uh, uh, help us in creating that environment.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I, I I want to encourage Shepherds to, you know, as you think about your group, Stephen, it's week three, it's not week one. So if you're a new group or you've got some new people, you've already at least had a couple weeks together. So this isn't like first week you're asking somebody who's new to your group, are you baptized? So I encourage you. Hopefully by now you've sort of have that rapport and yeah. have, have a little warmth in your group and a freedom to share. So it's good. And it's you, good.
1: even as we're saying, hey, we're not trying to pressure, we don't want to shame, we don't want you to feel guilty. We just want to be on the journey together. We're trying to create that mood across our church. And so you can even set this question up like that or follow the question up with some of those those statements, which I think create
0: safety. encourage you to do that. Okay. Question six. Uh, what's the next step that you need to take in your faith? Serving, giving, baptism, being discipled, discipling another, reading the Bible, or something else, other? So this is just more in general. These
1: Sundays where we see people taking next steps, I think, are again, meant to encourage us. We want to keep taking those next steps wherever we're at. Um, And there's always a next step to take. Mm -hmm. I love that idea, that metaphor of walking with Jesus. That just implies the taking of next steps. And so, um, hopefully baptism is a challenge to that in general. We'll try and uh, make sure that it is. And so, uh,
0: what's the next step Yeah, you know, it points to verse 10 too that those works prepared beforehand right. those are we're moving forward into the things God's laid out for us that's right that's good, good. alright household family focus for discussion in your household share your baptism stories with one another why were you baptized and, and how was the experience for you if there are kids in your household share with them why we baptize at grace challenge them to make their faith their own through baptism but be careful not to force them or manipulate them toward baptism
1: yeah so this is so relevant for me I've got a 13 year old son I'd love to see him be baptized but and he's so eager to Please me, and I, I really do not. I'm just trying to live in this zone where I'm challenging him, um, I want him to hear a clear challenge, and yet I do not want him to do it for me, right? And so, um, you know, all of this I think this family household family focus too relates to this idea of biblical literacy, you know, instructing, knowing believing teaching that I love that progression maybe we should keep talking that and so we want to be intentional to teach so that our kids know and ultimately we hope and pray they believe and then they live and and that's we want to model that we want to do that together as families and so uh, hopefully you see the intentionality there
0: yep all right prayer time share needs and pray for one another pray also that many would come to a true faith in Jesus that we too would take next steps in our walk with Jesus and number three, for the discipling of the next generation in our church. Yeah, so just keep on just thinking. Thinking, thinking. Think
1: externally. We want to be externally focused. We want to be thinking about those who are far from God, those who might be visiting our church. Um, pray for those. Um, we want to be taking next steps. But also, we want to have this next generation focus. If we don't have that focus, um, you know, our church is in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so. We want to be um, intentional in thinking about the next generation mm-hmm. and, and discipling them.
0: That's good. Good tie-in, from full circle, from an article up front about the Bible to the next generation to seeing it played out in faith and baptism. So, All right, you want to uh, close in prayer? Sounds great. Yep, let's do it. Thanks, Lord, for um,
1: our church and all that's happening here. We want to be faithful. Uh, we want to be about your business. We want to be intentional. Um, even as we think about um, growing more wide and our outreach and, uh, you know, as we've talked about regifting gifting Christmas and being a little more intentional to invite people in and share our faith, we want to be bold in that. Um, we don't want to do that at the expense of being deep because we know that the gospel... Um, has a depth to it and it's so important that people know your word and so help us in this as a church mm-hmm. we pray that our growth groups would uh, serve that end um, even baptism I think is a chance to celebrate that and, and to be about things that matter um, deep things and so we pray for our growth groups this, quor- this quarter this week especially just that they would be rich deep times where we are digging into your word in a real way and um, knowing it, believing it, living it. Um, we want to be those who are taking next steps, too. So thanks for our shepherds. Um, we're just so grateful for their partnership. May they feel the urgency, even as our staff is this week, of just making it real, uh, just staying uh, in the, the depth of the Scriptures. Uh, we want to be about that as a mm-hmm. church. So uh, keep us there, we pray. And uh, we pray for the next generation, for our young people, for those who are far from you, who are coming around our church. Um, We don't want to dumb down what we do, but we want to challenge them to it. And so uh, we pray that many would be challenged to take the next step of baptism or another next step. And uh, we want to model that uh, across the board as leaders. So help us, we pray in Christ's name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, Jeff. Have a great week, Shepherds.